Good evening. Our top stories tonight. Irv Smith, no longer a Minnesota Viking, but we knew that when they signed Josh Oliver. Now, he goes to Cincinnati, part of the Cincinnati Bengals. Upgrade on Hayden Hurst. Irv Smith solidifies the tight end position for the Cincinnati Bengals, gives them one of the best offenses in the NFL, if not already, because they are already one of the best offenses in the NFL. They get even better. We also have rule changes around the NFL. We have news from the owners meeting. We have updates on some remaining free agents, some draftable candidates as well. All that and much, much more on player profiler today. Happy to have our friends Toronto Dave and the Harry Snowman back on the show. Always a pleasure when you can tune in live. And it's a pleasure for the Cincinnati Bengals because they have signed Irv Smith tight end from the Minnesota Vikings, former first round tight end out of the University of Alabama. And this is the last remaining move. I said DJ Chark was the last remaining difference maker at wide receiver. Irv Smith, the last remaining pass catcher difference maker. And Irv Smith makes less of a difference than DJ Chark does. We'll get to DJ Chark in a little bit. Not good news for DJ Chark having ankle surgery. But anyways, Irv Smith goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now he did miss the end of the year. He had a high ankle sprain, missed a lot of the season, was replaced by TJ Hawkinson and really just factored out. They had Hawkinson as the flex tight end playing in the slot. And that was what Irv Smith did. He's not a blocker. Irv Smith, not a blocker at all. TJ Hawkinson, not a very good blocker. He can do it. He looks the part. So people will keep him on the field for that. But TJ Hawkinson is a receiver first and foremost. So Vikings go out. They sign an actual blocking tight end in Josh Oliver. Now they have more freedom to use TJ Hawkinson in the slot. And Irv Smith is no longer needed. So he walks. He goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. And this team has gotten better. This is an upgrade. Irv Smith Jr., an upgrade on Hayden Hurst. If you follow the at Roto Underworld Twitter account, you'll see the lovely graphic that my guy and your guy too, you all know him, Nate Paulvote, put together the bottom five tight ends in terms of yards after catch. And Hayden Hurst is one of the bottom five. Noah Fant, surprisingly one of the bottom five. We also had Kate Otten. We also had... Uh, Tyler Higby. I forget the other one, but Hayden Hurst is a catch and fall down tight end. He's a strong blocker. He'll catch the ball short and intermediate, but he offers no explosiveness, no threat up the scene. And that's what Verve, Irv, and that's what Irv Smith excels at. He can get vertical up the scene seam. He can stretch the field from the tight end position. He can force those safeties to stay just a little bit more inside, giving more freedom to Jamar Chase and to T. Higgins to operate on the outside. Great compliment alongside T. Higgins over the middle, inside short to intermediate routes. Great, great signing by the Cincinnati Bengals. Great offseason by the Cincinnati Bengals. They upgrade at left tackle. They sign Orlando Brown, kick Jonah Williams over to right tackle. So that's an upgrade at two positions, potentially. And Leal Collins, when he is healthy, when he returns, he'll compete with Jonah Williams. And then the best man is starting. So that's an upgrade. Offensive line has gotten better. 
pass-catching core has gotten better. The Cincinnati Bengals, one of the best offenses in the league, just getting better and better. But it doesn't look like the Bengals' offense will be getting Ezekiel Elliott. Because, again, for the third time, we have a team that Ezekiel Elliott said he was interested in playing for, directly asked about signing Zeke. And this time, Zach Taylor says, there are a lot of great players available always. Completely deflects, doesn't even acknowledge Ezekiel Elliott. He's not signing with the Cincinnati Bengals. It appears Zeke kind of jumped the gun, kind of jumped the shark here, decided, yeah, I'm a stud. I get to decide where I want to play next. So these are my teams. No, that's not how it works anymore, Zeke. This is not a bidding war for your services. This is 2023, and you're between the tackles grinder. So we'll see what team ends up offering a contract to Ezekiel Elliott. Doesn't sound like it's going to be the Bengals, the Eagles, the Jets, and now the Bengals all rejecting Zeke. Poor, poor guy. So, so sad. Hello to Alan Kuhn. Happy to have you tuning in live. Happy to have you and everyone else tuning in live on the show. Appreciate it as always. Really, truly means the world when you all tune in alongside me. But we have some updates from the NFL owners meeting. And we have some rule changes from the NFL owners meeting. The number one rule change, the one that I am most excited for, is zero. The number zero is now eligible for anyone to wear, except for offensive and defensive linemen. But running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, safeties, defensive backs, linebackers, all of them can wear that number zero, which is the interesting question. TJ Watt, he's a linebacker technically. He's an outside linebacker, an edge rusher. We know he's a defensive lineman, but can TJ Watt wear zero? I don't know how they'll assess that, probably like they already are, and say, yeah, if Matt Judon can wear number nine, TJ Watt can wear number zero if he wants. But the first announcement we immediately hear as soon as the rule is passed, Calvin Ridley, number zero. Whew! The swag, the absolute swag of Calvin Ridley. That number zero, it is just a beautiful, beautiful sight. Calvin Ridley, he's going to be good. He is going to dominate for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Calvin Ridley. I know there'll be a little bit of ring rust associated with his return, missing a year of football after not really playing for much of the previous season. But make no mistake, Calvin Ridley, upon his return, oh, he's going to light it up in number zero for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Love that rule. Excited to see who else is going to be wearing number zero. Excited to see which kickers are going to be wearing numbers 40s and 90s. Kickers can now wear number 40 to 49 and number 90 to 99. Congrats, kickers. You get some diversity up in there. We also have the news that one big cut down day will be happening. Instead of going from 90 to 75 to 53, it's just going to be one long cut down, one big day. Everyone gets cut over 1,100 players will be cut on this one day insane gonna be hard to keep track of but that's why you follow us that's why you tune into player profiler today we will keep you up to date with all of those cuts that'll be going on what is irv's upside if boyd leaves 
that's some pretty great upside. It's tight end one upside, but tight end one as in top 12. Not going to be tight end one as in that big breakout. But I also don't think Boyd leaves. I think that is unlikely. I think Irv Smith going to be a better real life football player than a fantasy football player. Unfortunately, I like Irv Smith. Would love him to be a fantasy football star. But remember, Jamar Chase, target one. T. Higgins, target two. Tyler Boyd, target three. Joe Mixon, target four. Irv is still probably fifth in line. And that's what makes this offense so dangerous, but not the best fantasy football move. Irv Smith signing with the Cincinnati Bengals is a better real-life move than a fantasy football move. I apologize, Kevin. Very unfortunate. Big str- <laughs> Yeah, Sansa wants some attention here, of course. Best thing you've seen. all. Oh, glad you appreciate the cat. Glad all of you enjoy the cat content from Queen Sansa up in here. But I hope you also enjoy the news because we've got plenty of it. The third quarterback rule has been tabled. There is some debate whether it'll be you have to have three quarterbacks on the active roster and then you don't have to dress the third quarterback, but you can activate him during the game if injuries happen. Or can we just have a quarterback on the practice squad and call him up? And that still counts debate there. And that's why this rule has been tabled. So we might have to wait a year before the third quarterback rule is reintroduced. Might happen a little bit sooner, but going to have to wait on that one. Going to have to wait on the onside kick rule changing. No fourth and 20 will be introduced this year. Going to have to wait another year, see how it plays out. But there's still a chance at some point we will be getting rid of the onside kick or at least having the option to go forward on fourth and 20 instead. And finally, we have the rule that on Thursdays, there are two opportunities for you to play on Thursday night football. Before, you could only play one Thursday night game a year, and that was to kind of protect people from the short week. But no more. With Amazon buying it, with Amazon running it, they had to change that rule. As of now, there is no Thursday night game flex just yet. NFL still talking about that, being able to flex primetime games to put high-profile matchups into Thursday. But as of now, nothing. Do you think Mixon will still be on the Bengals this year? I've been feeling he'll be cut. Haven't been drafting him in best ball. Am I sleeping on him? Yes, Yes, Matthew, I do believe that Joe Mixon will be on the Cincinnati Bengals this year because the reality is you need multiple running backs in today's NFL. That's why I liked the idea of them signing Ezekiel Elliott because he would just be Samaj P. Ryan 2.0. Now, the Bengals will draft Joe Mixon's replacement. I truly believe this. They'll draft, oh, if they draft Zach Charbonnet, that would be fantastic, but they'll draft a Kendra Miller. They'll more than likely to draft someone that isn't going to have a full workload this year. And it depends on who they draft. If they draft a Charbonnet, he can play more on first and second down, and Joe Mixon can be that third down back. He can be essentially Samaj Piron. Whereas if it's Kendra Miller or Devon A-Chain, Kendra Miller is a little bit longer because of the injury, but if the Bengals draft Devon A-Chain, Mixon's the first and second down back. Devon A-Chain is going to have to learn to be a satellite back. Still, that's going to take some time. So if you are a Mixon fan, you're hoping that the Bengals draft a satellite back. They're drafting Jameer Gibbs. They're drafting Devon A-Chain. Because it's going to take time for them to adjust to the NFL, to learn that pass blocking, learn that receiving at the NFL level. It takes time for coaches to trust young players on third downs. So the best thing that can happen 
is one of those guys goes to Cincinnati. Joe Mixon is the first, second, and part-time third down back, and all is good. But if they draft a Zach Charbonnet, then Joe Mixon just becomes Samaje Piran. He becomes the satellite back, maybe the goal line back, but Charbonnet would be getting all of those touches. Same with Roshan Johnson. That would be another dagger to Joe Mixon's value. So I do believe Joe Mixon will be on the Cincinnati Bengals. I do believe they will add competition. Zeke would have been the perfect competition because he would just be Samaje Piran too. But now that they're not adding Zeke, I don't know who it's going to be and who they draft. That's going to depend on Joe Mixon's future. Just traded 104, 2024 first. Malik Willis, Myers for Deshaun Watson. And say, love, 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 love getting some Monroe St. Brown. He's my guy. He is absolutely my guy. He is also Dario's guy. We love Amon Ross St. Brown here at Player Profiler. Evans Hull is a good satellite back as well. Yes, Joe. Yes, absolutely. Evan Hull, perfect fit as a satellite back for the Cincinnati Bengals. And that would be good for Joe Mixon because, again, it takes time to transition to being a pass blocker at the NFL level, to being able to run routes at a level that coaches deem acceptable because coaches are very conservative. So you're hoping that the Cincinnati Bengals add an Evan Hall, add a Kendra Miller who's going to take time to return from the injury, add a Devon A. Chain. You want a satellite back, that protects Joe Mixon for this year. And then he's going to be gone next year. But one more year of Joe Mixon with the Cincinnati Bengals. But that will bring us to updates about wide receivers. But for that, want to talk about our friends over at Rival Fantasy. When you use promo code PLAYER with Rival Fantasy, you will have first bet insurance, a $50 deposit match. So bet $50, you lose it, you get that $50 back. And the cool thing about Rival Fantasy is you can create your own bets, your own challenges, and have people accept them. So for the Cincinnati Bengals, for example, in the season, you can say, I think that this is actually going to be a T Higgins week. I'm taking T Higgins to have more yards than Jamar chase. And then people will look at your bet and say, you're crazy. Of course I'm betting Jamar chase every time. And someone else accepts your bet, accepts your challenge rival fantasy. Truly, truly amazing. You can do the same thing with NBA, with all of your favorite sports. So head over to rival fantasy, use promo code player. When you sign up for a free $50 First bet insurance. Can't beat it. And as always, if you want to play over on Rival Fantasy, use our rankings with the all-in package. We give you everything that you need. The rankings, the Dynasty Deluxe, the DFS Dominator, give you all of it. So sign up now for the all-in package with promo code JACK. You'll save $10 as well. But anyways, back to our wide receivers. We have some news out of the NFL owners meeting on wide receivers. Odell Beckham has flown in. Odell Beckham heads on in, chumming it up with the NFL owners, with the NFL coaches. We know that he already had plans to meet with the Baltimore Ravens. That was confirmed. And then we saw Odell hanging out with the New York Jets, hanging out with Robert Sala, gave him a big hug, hanging out with Joe Douglas. Jets are in on Odell Beckham. But we knew that because Aaron Rodgers wants Odell Beckham and the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. Odell Beckham hanging out with the Ravens, hanging out with the Jets. Rams are still interested in Odell Beckham. We don't have pictures of them hanging out yet, but we know 
Rams are in. We know Giants are in. So Odell Beckham, as I continue to say, this story will never end. It just continues to go on and on and on and on. And I'm starting to feel the same way about the DeAndre Hopkins trade. We're all waiting for this to happen. I think it's going to happen on draft night, but every day we just get a new piece of information regarding DeAndre Hopkins. How much of it is true, how much of it is false, but as of now, the Buffalo Bills are out on DeAndre Hopkins at the current asking price. Because remember, the Arizona Cardinals want a second and a third, a second and something of value. And the Bills are not giving that for a 30-year-old wide receiver. They're not giving that for DeAndre Hopkins. Smart teams are not giving you the Christian McCaffrey deal in the offseason for DeAndre Hopkins when they know you've got to dump this cap anyways. You've got to rebuild. You've got, you need the picks. So we'll wait and see where DeAndre Hopkins ends up. We'll wait until the Cardinals drop their price. But for now, Bills are out. Panthers got some bad news, or at least they, they already knew this news. But DJ Chark had ankle surgery this offseason a little while ago. Don't know what he had, whether it's high ankle when they do the, uh, the, the tightrope or whatever. DJ Chark, ankle surgery, going back to the Carolina Panthers on a one-year deal. Hopefully he is healthy. We can't confirm that. They expect him to be back for part of OTAs, which I hear that and it means to me, DJ Chark will miss part of OTAs. Yeah, that's the funny thing about NFL media. There's always multiple ways to read things. Oh, DJ Chark. Yeah, the coaches. He, yeah, he had surgery, but they expect him to be back. Don't worry. He'll be back during OTAs probably. Wait, so that means he's going to miss part of OTAs, which might mean he misses all of OTAs. So then he's going to be back for mandatory minicamp. Curious, very curious. DJ Chark's ankle, not a good start. We'll see. Could be all for nothing. We will find that out. And we have some new injury analysis coming at you. Jeff Mueller from Twitter. I love Jeff. One of the best minds in the industry when it comes to injuries. He's going to be helping us out with injury analysis. So I got to hit him up. Got to ask him what's going on with DJ Chark with his ankle. What kind of surgery did he have? And Jeff's also going to be talking about Michael Thomas. Because Michael Thomas, not 100% yet. How many times have we heard that? How many times have we heard Michael Thomas, not healthy? Michael Thomas, not 100%. Michael Thomas, working his way back again and again and again. Michael Thomas, not healthy, not 100%. And that's it. No other updates. So... Get well soon, Michael Thomas, I guess. But sticking in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons made a move keeping another wide receiver in the NFC South. You see, Scotty Miller, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who really was great for a period of time. Scotty Miller, he guy deserves more credit than he got from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the last couple of years. Was their wide receiver three? Ends up moving on this past year. Ends up dealing with some injuries. And now Scotty Miller heading to the Atlanta Falcons, staying within the NFC South. And he will replace Demir Bird in that stretch role. So he'll play some in the slot. He'll play outside. But the Falcons have gotten better. The Falcons. Who would have thought that adding Mac Hollins and Scotty Miller would be an upgrade? But it's true. And it is. This is an upgrade. Scotty Miller 
upgrade on Demir Bird. Kind of an upgrade, too, on Alameda Zacchaeus, as much as I love Alameda Zacchaeus. Prefer Scotty Miller. And then they add Jonu Smith as their tight end, too. They keep Drake London. So now Drake London has a better supporting cast around him. Mac Hollins, better than Kaderil Hodge. Better than the cast of wide receivers that Desmond Ritter was forced to throw to last year. Upgraded Atlanta Falcons offense by adding... Matt Collins and Scotty Miller. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Blake, happy to have you on the show. Mr. Grapefruit, happy that you love the mustache. It, it's just part of the personality. It is the brand at this point. So we'll see what happens with the Atlanta Falcons. We will see who ends up being added if they keep adding wide receiver in the draft. I imagine they'll have to. I imagine they'll sign some more wide receivers because as of now, Frank Darby is still wide receiver four. That can't happen. They cannot enter the season that way. So whether it's free agency or the draft, Falcons will add more competition. But Drake London, he's going to have a 30% target share this year. He is going to dominate. Kyle Pitts fans are going to be disappointed when Drake London outproduces him again. But I still like Kyle Pitts, and it'll help having a more efficient offense, having better weapons around him. We also have Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs getting some hype at the NFL owners meeting. And this is why... You follow player profiler, right? This is why you listen to player profiler today. It's because of fluff pieces like this. Romeo Dobbs, according to Matt LaFleur, has Devontae Adams-like movement skills. But also the Green Bay Packers are going to add another wide receiver. Because they only have Dobbs and Samare Toure and Bo Melton behind Christian Watson. Okay. Maybe he's got some Devontae Adams movement skills. I haven't seen him, but maybe, just maybe. I don't believe it. But what's more telling is that the Packers are going to add to the wide receiver room. And it's more than likely they had a wide receiver who's better than Romeo Dobbs because a lot of wide receivers in this draft are better than Romeo Dobbs. Twin Caliber UK, happy to have you back on the show. Been a while in a rebuild with Godwin Garrett Wilson, Dotson, Jameson Williams, like the depth. Oh, then the depth, like KJ Osborne, Palmer, Alec Pierce. Do I trade the 106 and Dotson to go get T Higgins? Ooh, I think you do. I think you do indeed. But let me check that here on the Dynasty Dominator app. And this is an app that you should have as well. The Dynasty Dominator app. You're out and about. You're with friends. You get a trade offer. You look in your pocket. Oh, man. I, I I can't wait till I'm home to, I got to wait till I'm home to look at this trade. I got to wait and figure out and assess them. I, I want to wheel and deal on the road. I want to know now. Well, now you can't. You pull out the Dynasty Dominator app and you enter all the information. I'm now entering the 106 and it is just so handy. I'm right. If I try to show you, it'll get all weird with the reflection, but it's just, a little flick up and you can change the pick that you have. It is just so user-friendly. Evaluate this trade here and we get, yes. Oh, actually, Jahan Dotson and the rookie 106. Oh, but that's probably because it's super flex. Are you in super flex, my friend? That is one answer that I need because, yes, in super flex, I would rather have the 106, but I'm, I was thinking this is a 1QB league, and if it's a 1QB league, it still says the Jahan Dotson in the 106. 
So in Superflex, yeah, I think you stick with Jahan Dotson in the 106. The trade calculator just has way too much value on Dotson and the pick. Did not see that coming. I love T. Higgins, but we are also pretty high on Jahan Dotson here at Player Profiler. But moving on to our quarterback updates, we've got some news around the NFL. The Chargers are in extension talks with Justin Herbert. The Eagles are in extension talks with Jalen Hurts. We know Joe Burrow negotiating with the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a race. The race is on to get a contract done for Burrow, for Hertz, for Herbert, for Lamar Jackson. Because whoever is the last to sign their quarterback, they're going to be the one paying the most money. So it's a race to see who gets paid first. And it's a race for the Seattle Seahawks. They are visiting with every single quarterback. Pete Carroll is only going to four pro days. And that is the pro days of the four top quarterbacks. Hmm. That's interesting. Pete Carroll admitting, yeah, we're not going to be picking this high again anytime soon. We're too good to be picking with the fifth overall pick. Thank you to the Denver Broncos. Interesting. Now, could this be a smokescreen? Could the Seahawks be trying to juice up the idea that they could take a quarterback to get some team to trade up to three with the Arizona Cardinals? And then the Eagles get the defender that they want. They get Jalen Carter. They get Will Anderson, possibly. That's why this time of year is so fun. All of the news, the rumors, all of the ups and the downs, the whispers, the behind the scenes wheeling and dealing. And some behind the scenes wheeling and dealing that broke last night. The Jets and the Packers are closing in on their trade. And it's starting to look like we're either going to get a second this year and a second next year or that second next year could become a first depending on incentives. I imagine if the Jets win the Super Bowl, changes some things. But the Jets are kind of hesitant to do this deal because Aaron Rodgers was 90% retired up until his darkness retreat, and then he changed his mind and came back. So the Jets want to get a pick back if Aaron Rodgers does indeed retire. The Packers are reluctant to give that pick up. So that's the stalemate. That's the holdup that we are at, but... Second round pick for Aaron Rodgers plus a second or a first, depending depending on how things shake out. Imagine telling you yourself that five years ago that that would be the trade for Aaron Rodgers, a second and maybe a first, two second round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, how the times change. And more updates from the NFL owners meeting. And this is more reasons why you follow player profiler because Nick Sirianni when he talks about Ezekiel Elliott, he brings up Trey Sermon as part of the reason why they're not going after Ezekiel Elliott. They just love Trey Sermon. He does a lot of good things. Guy who couldn't get on the field at all last year. Sure. Sure, you love Trey Sermon. No, this is a smokescreen. Eagles are going to be drafting a running back. It is coming. The Falcons could be drafting a running back as well. Tyler Algier. We've been talking about it here at Player Profiler for a while. Talking about it on the Signing Truth Dynasty podcast. You heard Theo talk about it. It's a risky time to be a Tyler Algier general manager. It's a risky time to be a Tony Pollard general manager waiting to see if they do indeed draft a Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson's going somewhere. And there's going to be some very happy fans seeing Bijan go to a great team. And there's going to be a lot of upset players knowing that their RP is dead because Bijan is a bell cow. 
And one team that is honest that they are looking for a third running back is the Washington Commanders. We've also heard that two different ownership groups have put in bids for the Washington Commanders, both over $6 million, which would be a record-setting sale for an NFL team. The Broncos, $4.65 billion for that sell, $6 billion for the Washington Commanders. At least two offers are in. But Ron Rivera admits that the third running back, that's a key position that the commanders are going to add to, possibly in the draft, possibly in free agency, but the commanders need a third running back. (sighs) How are we doing this again? Just continuing to add running backs that are probably worse than Antonio Gibson, like Brian Robinson, but he's a between-the-tackles grinder. He went to Alabama, so the football guy Ron Rivera loves him. Interesting tweet that I saw today from our friend Russell Clay. You know who the number two running back in terms of rushing yards from the, that 2022 class is? Number two player in total, actually, because Jalen Hurts is number three with 1,898 yards. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has outrushed AJ Dillon, has outrushed DeAndre Swift, outrushed CEH Cam Akers, JK Dobbins. He hasn't outrushed Jonathan Taylor, of course, who has 3,800 yards from scrimmage or yards rushing. And Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, the number two running back from that 2020 class with 2,378 yards rushing. Free Antonio Gibson. 